Squad, attention! Right, feet, forward, hunt! Left, right, left, right, right, right! Wellness for Warriors program represent a community of support in what we believe is that this program can transcend boundaries. boundaries, boundaries. One shot, one kill. You're listening to Veteran Voices. Veteran Voices. Veteran Voices. Welcome back to another episode of Veteran Voices Podcast. It's Friday, May 23rd, and I'm your host, Alex Simpson. If this is your first time joining us, Veteran Voices is a bi-weekly podcast produced by the Springfield, Missouri Veterans Upward Bound. VUB is a federally funded program that is free to qualifying veterans. VUB's focus is helping veterans navigate the world of post-secondary education. Through this podcast, it is the VUB's hope that we can help provide you, the listener, with information about the program and the resources needed to help you begin your academic journey and become successful. On this week's podcast, my guest will be Carrie Miller, Volunteer Coordinator of Wellness for Warriors. I'll be reading another entry from the Veteran Voices Literary Magazine, and I'll be talking about how you, the listener, can contribute to the show. So, without further ado, let's get into it. As I previously mentioned, my guest today will be Carrie Miller, Volunteer Coordinator of the Local Wellness for Warriors program. Carrie, welcome to Veteran Voices. Hey, thanks for letting us join. Um, we're so excited about what you're doing with Veteran Voices, so we appreciate the opportunity. Carrie, being the Volunteer Coordinator for Wellness for Warriors, I think you're qualified to answer this question. And I think the most important question is, what is Wellness for Warriors? The Wellness for Warriors program represents a community of support available to military, veterans, all first responders, and their family members. And what we believe is that this program can transcend boundaries of any specific public safety or military organization. A health system like Cox Health, which is dedicated to the health and wellness of the community, has the infrastructure, expertise, and culture to successfully execute and maintain this program. So we're really excited about our mission and vision of Wellness for Warriors, which is to help heroes and to be the best for those that need us. Great. And what is the overall goal of Wellness for Warriors, and what exactly brought about its creation? That's a great question. And in our community, what we've seen is more and more veterans, they'll require more care. And so in Missouri, 60% of veterans are 55 years of age and older. I'm 55, so I'm right there in that population. We're approaching Medicare availability um, in the near future. In addition, according to a 2016 report by the VA, the suicide rate was 1.5 times greater for veterans than for non-veteran adults. And so that's what triggered Wellness for Warriors. We started this program in 2016 in order to impact this population, but not just military or veterans. First responders, all first responders likewise, have a need for support, especially after retirement from their public safety organizations. Like retired veterans, support will come from areas outside the organization they work for. Example, retiree from the Navy or National Guard, they'll get their services from the VA, okay, and, and not from the Navy or the National Guard. So first responders, however, they don't have a VA. They don't have an established organization to focus on them. 
So Wellness for Warriors can bridge that gap for those first responders who put their lives on the line to help keep this community safe. And so what we're endeavoring to do is bring resources to that population so they can have points of contact to go moving forward. Well, it sounds like a wonderful program. What can you say sets Wellness for Warriors apart from other therapy programs? That's another great question. You know, some health and wellness issues carry stigmas that may prevent somebody like a a veteran or current military personnel or first responders, whether active or retired, to reach out and seek help if they need it. And what we can do is build those relationships and connections in order for them to have a place to go where they can connect and be safe. Because we understand. We get it. So because of the inherent confidentiality of healthcare workers and, and volunteers, Wellness for Warriors can respond more effectively to help mitigate stigmas and barriers to care. Um, we're really strong on HIPAA around here, and that's protecting information about those we're serving. Um, and so we really believe we can make that impact by building those bridges, by building those relationships. And we just want them to know that we are a safe place to come to. And then we can also refer them to other resources if needed. If someone wanted to join your group, what can they expect from Wellness for Warriors? What types of services do you provide? Well, the first thing they can expect from us is connection. We believe in building relationships. We believe in building trust and climate of care, if you will. So we can offer resources, we can connect to other resources, we collaborate with other organizations. We really believe that we can make a difference no matter what the situation is. And so we're building those relationships with current military, with veterans, with our law enforcement departments, our fire departments, our EMS teams, our air care teams, dispatchers. We're having conversations that were not being had years ago. And so we're really excited about this and the resources we can offer. If they come to us, they can trust us. If they want to help, we can get them connected. So there's a lot of ways that they can be a part of what we're doing. What are some of the things you've been doing recently, and how can our listeners get a hold of you? Well, we did have actual classes that people could come to, but because of COVID-19, we know that's changed uh, the climate of having meetings or getting together. So one of the best ways that we stay connected is through our Facebook page. We do Facebook live presentations. We also have a YouTube page. We have a Twitter page. Um, You can Google Wellness for Warriors, Wellness F-O-R Warriors. We have a public page. We have an intranet page for our Cox Health staff. And so there's a lot of ways that we're able to get our message out. Our biggest way, though, is through our Facebook Live presentations. And we're really excited about just connecting. And we're staying engaged through all this via social media, via email. And if you want more information on that, you can sure contact us at Wellness for Warriors, Wellness F-O-R Warriors at CoxHealth.com. Great. Are there any other events you'd like to let our listeners know about? There's a couple things I would like to highlight. September 12th, 2020. If everything goes smooth, we're going to have our second annual Wellness for Warriors Expo, where we'll have vendors. We're going to have a speaker from Jefferson City, live entertainment. And this is just a way to engage with our staff at Cox Health, our community. So we're really excited about that. So September 12th, um, 2020, 
put that on your calendar from 9 a.m. to 12. Um, within our system, we're creating an advisory board, how we can better engage with our population, with our veterans that work at Cox Health, um, with our staff that are in the military, such as the National Guard or the Reserves, and then the REMS teams, our public safety teams, our air care teams, and even our health care professionals right now that are on the front lines with this situation with COVID-19. And so we really have a lot of stuff going on. And there's a lot of local events that are going on that we try to tap into. But September 12th, we want to highlight that. Um, hopefully that'll kick off our new fall classes um, because we won't be having any this summer. But that's uh, one that I wanted to highlight today. So thanks for asking. Well, thank you for your time, Gary. All of your contact information will be located in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us today. We're really excited about what you're doing with this. Really excited about just impacting this population of, of current military and veterans and, and first responders and their family members. So thank you so much for having us on today. You're listening to Veteran Voices. Welcome back, listener. In our last segment, we talked with Carrie Miller, coordinator of the Local Wellness for Warriors program. Continuing our theme of wellness, I'd like to read you an essay about a very serious topic that affects many veterans, which is traumatic brain injury. You might think of TBIs as more of a sports-related injury, rearing its ugly head and making news headlines concerning famous or even not-so-famous football players. Yet many of our bravest who served in Iraq and Afghanistan have come home with TBIs from concussive blasts caused by improvised explosive devices, or IEDs. This problem is a serious one, yet there are medical experts who are learning more about TBIs and using that information for development of better protective headgear. Our literary entry today was published in the first issue of the Veteran Voices Literary Magazine and talks about their knowledge and research of TBIs. The Story of How Goliath Helped David by Joseph Kramick, U.S. Army Veteran Rolla, Missouri, September 6, 2019 In this ever-polarizing world of class and social warfare, a dim yet hopeful light emerges from the shadows. It is the light of truth, the bearer of knowledge, and the equality between three giants of our modern-day society. It is a point that is rarely arrived at, but so desperately needed. The intersection to which the story takes place could best be characterized as the alignment of the crosshairs between academia, the military, and private industry slash healthcare. It is not all that rare to see one monolithic giant conversing with another with the intent of reaching some grandiose scheme predestined by the gods of both sides. However, it is rare for when giants sit down and help David, and that, my fellow readers, is the story we have here. The Army Research Lab, ARL, through the Leonard Wood Institute, LWI, has partnered with some of the greatest minds of the modern-day era in what one might call a modern-day reformation. The noble quest that these behemoths have taken on is the very plight of literally millions of people around the world. Dramatic brain injuries. 
It is estimated that traumatic brain injuries, TBIs, affect 1.5 million people each year in the U.S. alone, according to the Center for Disease Control. But where this story takes hold is right here in our own backyards. Service members are coming home after war, and in some cases before ever completing training, with brain injuries that will last a lifetime. The ripple effects are tearing apart families, making orphans out of children, and viciously attacking the very livelihood of the men and women that stood tall when their country asked them to. Service members all over the country are experiencing TBI and post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, at alarming rates. Having been medically retired, due in part to PTSD and TBI, I found the groundbreaking research work being done here in Missouri as monumental. I'm thankful that Senator Blunt and Fort Leonard Wood were standing tall and taking some real preventative measures. In 2017, a private health organization, Phelps Health out of Rolla, Missouri, saw the need to step in, deciding to stick with its long tradition of community service and grassroots efforts by answering the call of the TBI crisis. Phelps Health and LWI formed a consortium based on the need to study mild traumatic brain injuries, MTBI. Because the need was so tremendous, an immediate course of action was needed, and as such, the two monolithic giants resolved to roll up their sleeves and start work without any guaranteed funds for their cause. To this very day, Acute Effects of Neurotrauma Consortium, AENC, continues to stand tall without guaranteed funding. The founding members of AENC, which include Missouri S&T, the University of Missouri School of Health Professionals, UMKC, and Washington University, truly are today's civic heroes. After meeting with Dr. Ji Hong and his team members, I knew the Army and Senator Blunt picked the right team for the job. Having directly been involved in the training of over 100,000 Marines at the School of Infantry East and heartening back to my career in the Marine Corps' intelligence, I feel confident in the abilities of the fusion team assembled at Missouri S&T and look forward to championing their cause. In an era that sees colleges and universities as oppressors of free speech, free thought, and the tool by which millions of young adults enslave themselves to debt, it truly was a Goliath-helping David moment when Missouri S&T stepped into the ring. Missouri S&T is located in Rolla and was the perfect petri dish for the much-needed TBI research. Missouri S&T is staffed with some of the brightest minds in the fields of fiber optics material science, bioanalytical chemistry, and electrical computer engineering, which made it feel like they were perfectly poised to take on this civic duty. In order to create a full-sight picture of what happens to the brain within the golden hour, greater amounts of data collection and time are needed. The TBI dilemma is not going to be solved by any one discipline, and that's what makes Dr. Hong's team so unique. He is forming one of the best collaborative teams across multiple disciplines and ushering in a new era of problem-solving techniques that realize the value of three Goliaths joining together. Much work still needs to be done, but I can't wait to see how this team continues to help David. Dr. Ji Hong and his team of sought-after professionals are at the forefront of TBI research. Armed with a $2.3 million grant from the Leonard Wood Institute, Dr. Hong is developing a smart helmet with optical fiber sensors embedded in Kevlar helmets, as well as football-styled helmets that are used during hand-to-hand -hand combat training scenarios. These optical fiber sensors can measure varying degrees of impacts to the helmet, and then that data is remotely transmitted to a software program that records and analyzes the impact. Through repetition and the employment of state-of-the-art machine learning models, these repeated impacts help to form a picture of what is happening to the brain. 
Thanks to people like Dr. Don James, Dr. Ji Hong, and Dr. Faith Dogen, the Model T era of technology and understanding is soon coming to a close. I, for one, am looking forward to the Corvette and Mustang era of TBI research. While the future looks bright for TBI, there's still so much that must be learned. Like all research projects, funding must continue to pour in for advancements to be made. Will the Army Research Lab continue to fund this project? Do the people of America give credence to this cause? With veteran suicide rates on the rise and TBI being one of the major factors that drives these suicides, one can only hope that the gods have predestined this cause for greatness and will rally around David, their champion of freedom. I hope this essay helped to inform you about TBI and helped encourage you if you are suffering from PTSD or TBI yourself. Just know that there are people out there looking for ways to help prevent future TBIs from happening. Being an advocate for funding for this research can go a long way to ensure that fewer people suffer from this type of injury. Before I wrap up, I'd like to take a few minutes to talk about something that has the staff of Veteran Voices and the VUB very excited. Every year, the VUB participates in a local Independence Day parade. However, due to the events that are currently happening surrounding COVID-19, the parade has unfortunately been canceled. So, to keep spirits high, Veteran Voices and VUB is planning on a much longer Independence Day special podcast to be dropped on or around the 4th of July. More details on the exact date to come later. The exciting part is, is that we're asking our listeners and any local partners who wish to contribute to the podcast to fill out our online participation form. We are looking for people to contribute to the celebration of our nation with songs, poems, stories of heroism, both written and oral, interviews with veterans who served, and much more. We are also looking for VUB partners who would like to have small ads about local veteran-friendly services or businesses. Additionally, on the day of the release of our Independence Day special podcast, we plan to be answering questions live on our VUB Facebook page. We truly want this podcast to be a special one that fills our listeners with encouragement and patriotism. A link to the online sign-up form is listed in the show notes to this episode. Finally, if you are a veteran or know a veteran who needs assistance in starting their college education, contact your local VUB. Even if you are not local to Springfield, Missouri, consider calling us to receive information on programs near you. Our number is 417-447-7840, and our email is vub at otc.edu. This contact information will also be listed in the show notes. Additionally, because of COVID-19, we are seeing current and future participants through the use of Zoom. Zoom is an online video conferencing service that is free to use. It has both a PC option and a cell phone app. Basically, if you have a smartphone or tablet, you can Zoom. This contact information can also be found in our show notes. Our academic advisor would like to remind local students that registration for summer and fall classes is open for all local colleges, and if you have not planned out your classes for registration, you should contact us as soon as possible. Until next time, listener, this is Alex Simpson signing off. The preceding podcast was a production of the OTC VUB program. 
Veterans of Rebound is 100% federally funded through a grant from the U.S. Department of Education at $287,510 annually. All the music in this program is royalty-free and was used with permission.